0: Sequence card six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if you've got ideas for future episodes, either way, please contact us. There are two easy ways to do so. You can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, again, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet us at tweet SFDiocese and use the hashtag Ignition. Again, if you're on Twitter and are so inclined to tweet at us, the twitter handle is at sfdiocese s-f-d-i-o-c-e-s-e and use the hashtag ignition so that it gets routed to us properly again my name is chris bergwald i am your host and i'm also the director of adult discipleship and evangelization with the catholic diocese of sioux falls have been in that role for um, about 15 and a half years as i'm recording this here in mid-january and uh, more importantly i am germaine's husband for also, at the point of this recording, okay, let's see, it's 2018, da, 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 18 and a half years, and we have five kids. Um, uh we live here in Eastern Sioux Falls. My guest host today is me, so I'll be introducing my, No, it is—it's a solo show today. Most of the time, um, regular listeners to Ignition would know that t- the, the 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 vast majority of episodes, um, I've got a, a co-host, but uh, that didn't work out for this week. So I uh, just wanted to share uh, a specific topic that came up recently um, with all of you. So. We'll see how it goes. It might uh, be a to be continued. Um, so we'll see how it today goes. And the topic is uh, what I'm talking about is how to read Scripture, how to read the Bible. Um, we've done a number of episodes on Scripture on ignition over the years. Uh, Father Dickinson, my longtime uh, former co host, uh, he and I did a series introducing the books of the New Testament. Um, about a year ago, early 2017, one of my regular guest co hosts, Renee Leach, and I did a series. Uh, an episode rather on navigating the scriptures where we looked at some key principles on how to read the bible um and others as well um just this late this last year uh with father joseph Scholten, we did um, a couple episodes on looking at the old testament and looking at the new testament as as disciples so this is a common theme but just this last saturday as I'm recording this i think it was the 13th of january we had a, a day of reflection um that that we offered uh, in the Sioux Falls area, Encountering God Through Sacred Scripture. Uh, that was the title, Encountering God Through Sacred Scripture. Uh, and, and as part of that day, uh, I went back to some of those, those principles, the, those those keys to unpacking, to reading scripture that, that Renee and I talked about about a year ago. Um, and just as I was presenting that to the audience that day uh, and talking with with uh, fellow presenters, some of the participants afterwards, I just thought it might be uh, worth doing an episode of Ignition, revisiting those principles uh, that the church gives us for how to read scripture. And that's what I'm going to do um, in the, this episode, at least. I'm um, I, 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 not necessarily going to get through all five. Don't know if we'll finish one. We'll just see um, how it goes, but want to... Look again at how the Catholic Church invites us to read the Bible. Um, That's what we're going to be looking at over the course of this episode, and again, maybe, maybe, maybe future episodes as well. And the way that I'm going to do this, as always on Ignition, what we want to offer you is not just our opinion my opinion um i do have a doctorate in theology but my job is not to tell you what i think my job and my role as the di- director of adult discipleship and evangelization for the diocese is to tell people what the church thinks um, because the church is uh, the means uh, as, as we catholics understand it the means by which jesus communicates uh his truths to us throughout time. Uh through the power of the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we looked at the Catholic Church, the magisterium, the, the, the technical term that means the teaching office, that is, the Pope and the bishops who are in union with him. We looked at the magisterium um as the means by which God reveals and passes on um and proclaims his truth throughout all time since the time of Jesus. So uh m- as As um, an employee as a lay minister in the Catholic Church, my task is not to merely to share with you what Chris Bergwald thinks, um, even what Dr. Chris Bergwald thinks, but rather what does the Catholic Church say because that 's ultimately what what matters so um what does the Catholic Church say about how to read scripture what we 're going to be looking at here is the the summary presentation the church gives in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church came out in 19 well the, the the final edition came out in 1997. Um it's a it's a it's a pretty fat book. It's a few hundred pages long, but it's a summary, it's a compendium of everything, an organic presentation really of everything that we believe as Catholics. It's a summary of 2000 years of uh teaching about who Jesus Christ is and what God has revealed to us through him. Um, Jesus being, of course, God himself as well. So the Catechism gives us the, the Church's authoritative teaching on almost everything, at least all of the essentials, uh, including Scripture and how we ought best to approach it to understand really what what Scripture is trying to say to us. So I'll be giving you what the Church teaches us as summarized within the Catech- Catechism of the Catholic Church. But before we get into it, and it's going to be paragraph 109 and following, for those of you who want to follow along at home, or if you want to look this up, um, when uh, when you're able to to take a look at the Catechism, if you don't have a copy of the Catechism, the content of it it's it's online. You just uh, do an internet search for Catechism, of the Catholic Church. It's hosted at the Vatican website, as well as uh, some other websites uh, as well. But you can find what I'm what we're going to be looking at here uh, on on the internet. Again, if you already have a copy, you can certainly buy a copy. At uh, most bookstores, if they don't carry it, they can get it for you. Certainly, online books booksellers as well. So, but before we get into the top, the, the content of how to what these principles are, want to begin with why even. Um, look at this question of how to read scripture. Well, isn't it pretty straightforward? It's a book, right? You open up and you read it. Uh, that's true. You can, It is a book and you can open it up and read it. But the fact of the matter is many people, probably most of the people who have tried to do that, uh, inevitably and will run into some obstacles, some difficulties in their reading. So again, we're, it's, it's still January of 2018, uh, the time of trying to maintain New Year's resolutions, <laughs> making and maintaining them, keeping them. And many many Christians um, will set out as, as their goal to read the Bible this year, maybe for the first time, maybe for the 14th time, but to read the Bible through in the year. And especially for those who have never done it before, um, good intentions, as with most resolutions, sometimes, sometimes give way to uh, difficulties. Um, obstacles rise up and, and make it hard to complete the task. And in the case of reading the Bible, especially cover to cover, what many people run in, have run into um, is you get a few books into the Bible, uh, and by that I mean the, the, the Bible being comprised of 73 different books. It's actually a collection of books, not just one book. But we get through Genesis, Exodus, like sort of into Leviticus, and then Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and a lot of people, it starts to bog down there, because some of these passages in Scripture, to the vast majority of us at least, get a little bit, frankly, dull. Uh, A little bit boring, lots of names, some lists of names sometimes, lots of um, laws, rules, um, regulations given, even in Exodus, that's the case. Um, And so it can be a bit of a challenge to sort of persevere and push through. So a lot of people um, will end up bailing um, somewhere in the first five books of the Bible in their, their resolution to actually read the Bible. So that's one thing that can happen. Another thing that can happen is somebody will um, take a different approach and maybe just uh, read the Bible randomly. Well, you can also so just opening it up randomly. And it's the inspired word of God, which is true. Um, every word is inspired, which is true. And um, so I, I'm going to see what God has to say to me by sort of just flipping the pages, eyes closed, stopping a page, put my finger down and read that passage. Uh, now, again, Bible's inspired every word of it. Uh, and so there can be some some spiritual benefit gained from that approach. But usually the vast majority of instances, um, just that sort of random verse reading uh, is not going to be helpful for understanding the 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 depth of what Scripture has to say to us. Just focusing on one particular randomly picked passage, um, while there can be something there for us, sometimes there won't be any, like, what does this mean? Um, other times, uh, there might be something there, but we're, the, the, without the larger context, um, that's going to be lost. So I'm just going to, as an experiment, right now, while I'm recording, I'm going to do this little approach. I'm randomly flipping um, I'm putting my finger down this is where am I? Second Kings, which is in the old Testament. Um, and it landed on, um, chapter 20, verse 17, behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and that, that which your fathers have stored up till this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left says the Lord. What does that mean to me? <laughs> Babylon, Babylon. So Babylon is in, um, uh, is, is a term referring to a nation that's modern, in modern-day Iraq, ancient nation um, that was long gone by the time of Jesus Christ. But at the time that Second Kings was written, um, a few centuries before Jesus, six centuries before the time of Christ, uh, it was, a, it was a, a regional power, a quote-unquote world power. So I read that passage. What does that mean to me? Uh, I don't think my possessions are going to be taken away to Babylon anytime soon. Um, and that's where that sort of random reading um, can be unhelpful. And some people will try that and they don't get anything. So they stop that as well those two approaches and there's other others as well again there can be benefit gained but what i want to offer to you is is how the church encourages us recommends to us um, that we read scripture what are the again the principles that the church sets forth to read the bible so again just set having have it sort of set things up that way. Let's let's dive in now to what the church says about how we are to interpret scripture. The first thing that I want to note um when you look at the catechism um in article 109 um not page 109, article 109. Um this is the section where, where the larger context of the catechism, it's talking about the Bible. And this section these these, these couple of pages um which 109 um which we we start with with paragraph or Article 109. This section is entitled "The Holy Spirit Interpreter of Scripture," the Holy Spirit Interpreter in Scripture. And right there in the the title of this subsection, I think we find something important for uh, uh, understanding the Catholic Church's approach to reading and understanding the Bible. Um, there's a quote from the Second Vatican Council that's found within this section that says. Sacred scripture must be read and interpreted in the light of the same spirit by whom it was written. Again, sacred scripture must be read and interpreted in the light of the same spirit by whom it was written. So the Holy Spirit is the interpreter of scripture par excellence because he is the author of scripture together with the human authors. And we'll see what that means here in just a minute. But the, the, I think the point, the the takeaway from the fact that this this subsection of the catechism is entitled the Holy Spirit Interpreter of Scripture is, as, as the quote from Vatican II says, we need to be reading Scripture in light of the Holy Spirit, in the light of the Holy Spirit. So praying for the guidance of the Holy Spirit, if nothing else, it means we should pray for the coming, the guidance of the Holy Spirit as we are seeking to To understand the Bible. Um, I think that's what the title itself says. So uh, before we look at what Article 109 reads, I just want to remind you, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. This is a broadcast for the New Evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, your host. And we're looking at today at how to read the Bible, the Catholic Church's understanding, the principles she sets forth, and how to read sacred scripture. If you've got questions about today's episode, if you've got ideas for future episodes, you can reach out to us by email, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet at us, at sfdiocese, and use the hashtag ignition. Again, at sfdiocese, S-F-D-I-O-C-E-S-E, and use the hashtag ignition. So, paragraph, article 109 of the Catechism reads In sacred scripture, God speaks to man in a human way. To interpret Scripture cor- correctly, the reader must be attentive to what the human authors truly wanted to affirm and to what God wanted to re- reveal to us by their words. One more time in sacred Scripture, God speaks to man in a human way. To interpret Scripture correctly, the reader must be attentive to what the human authors truly wanted to affirm and to what God wanted to reveal to us by their words. So two sentences there in Article 109. The first makes to us maybe the obvious point that God speaks to us, through Scripture. God speaks to us in a human way. Again, that's sort of obvious, um, at least to to. Uh, to Jews with regard to the Old Testament, to Christians re- with regard to the Old and the New Testaments, that will we believe that this is God speaking to us, and obviously he does so in a human way. But we might, uh, and I shared with, the, with this with the audience at, at the Day of Reflection um, on the 13th, I think that might be something for us to sit with and to reflect on, to pray with, to meditate. The fact that God, the creator, source, and sustainer of the universe, Um, who sent his son, who became man, um, lived, taught, died on the cross, and rose again for our salvation. Um, God, who is the Holy Spirit, who comes and enlightens us and guides us deeper into the truths which Jesus Christ has revealed to us. This God uh, speaks to us in a way that we can understand him. He doesn't have to. You know, God didn't have to do that. The the fact that God revealed himself to us in a way that we can understand him tells us a lot about his love for us. Uh, And and I think it's always worth, we take that so for granted, but I think every now and then it's, it's, it's worth sitting with that and praising and giving glory to God for the fact that he chose to reveal himself to us in a way that we could understand. Um, again, it's sort of a commonplace for us as Bible believing Christians or Bible believing Jews, um, but I think it's something for us to to praise and and give thanks to God for that He that He would reveal Himself to us and that He would reveal Himself to us in in such a human way through through human language. Of course, Scripture was written in three languages. Um, Hebrew um, Aramaic we part of the Old Testament parts of the Old Testament and Greek um, and not necessarily in English but we have the translation but still the fact that God revealed to himself to us through human language is something that we take for granted but but shouldn't that, that we should give God thanks and praise for that so it's the first point that 109 makes in the catechism but also says that if we want to understand Scripture correctly, we have to be attentive to what the human authors truly wanted to affirm. So the first key, and we're going to unpack this in 110, but the first of the two, two overall principles, the two fundamental principles to understand in Scripture, to interpreting it properly, is to understand what the human authors were trying to say. What did they want to affirm? What were they intending by the words that they wrote? So... The Catholic understanding of of Scripture here is that there is both a divine author, who we'll get to in a minute, the, the, the Holy Spirit uh, in a particular way, but also the human author. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the authors of the four Gospels in the New Testament. Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Church would say, um, were true authors. They they used their intellect. They they made decisions about what they wanted to write and and to include in their in the document, their gospel. But also what they didn't want to include. So they were, they were true authors in the same way that you and I might write a letter or a note or an email today uh, to somebody. Or some of us might write books or articles. And we're true authors, right? When we, we decide, we think about what we want to say, we, we, we say it and so on. Choose the right word, um, avoid the wrong word, that sort of thing. Um, the same thing, the church is the same thing is true. With scripture, that the human authors of each of these 73 books were truly authors, as opposed to what? Well, um, if you look at other religions, um, the easiest example here, the best example, is uh, Muslim and the Quran. Uh, and the, 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 the um, Islamic understanding, the Islamic teaching, is that uh, the Quran was, was dictated um, by God to uh, Muhammad. Um, that, that, the prophet Muhammad, um, uh, just wrote down literally what, what God told him to write. That's, that's the, um, at least I believe it's the traditional understanding of, of how the Quran came to be written, that God dictated to, um, to Muhammad, what he wanted scripture, what, the, the Quran to say. That's not our understanding, um as Catholic Christians, about how the the, the Bible was written. Uh, we believe that, that each of the authors of Scripture was, again, truly an author in the sense of not just the the instrument by which um, Scripture was written, but also truly an author, as opposed just to, to one to whom it's di- being dictated and they write it down, Um like a like a secretary might uh, w- working with with their boss who wants them to write a memo they just write down what the boss says to say uh, that's not the case with scripture the human authors so moses is the traditional um, the, the the author to whom the first five books of the bible are traditionally ascribed uh, and so we believe that moses or, or whoever it was who actually wrote them if it wasn't moses Truly was an author, was the author of those books of the Bible as well. So, all the books of the Bible written by a human author, they really were authors um, and not just dictation machines who wrote down what it was that God wanted them to say. So, if we want to understand the Bible, one thing that we need to do, one fundamental thing we need to do, is seek to understand what those human authors are trying to say. And we'll see in a minute how we do that. The second thing, though, that that um, the second key fundamental principle is that we have to be attentive as well to what God wanted to reveal to us by their words, by the human authors' words. So, seventy three books of the of the in the Bible. Um, so it's a collection of, of of books, but it's also one book. Why? Why are these 73 books brought together uh, under uh, one set of covers, a you front cover, front cover, back cover? why? Why do we collect these 73 different works into one book and call it the good book, the Bible, in a singular sense? Well, because while there are 73 human authors or 73 books with the human authors, there's also one common author, that is God himself. So the church teaches and believes that each word that the human authors wrote, um, each, each thing they were trying to communicate was inspired by God himself. So they're true, they're true authors, but God is moving in their, was moving in their minds and hearts when they were writing. So they wrote only what he wanted them to write. So every word in there in the original languages, was intended not only by the human authors, but also by the divine author, God himself. That's the Catholic understanding of of inspiration, that the human author was a true author, but that they were being moved, not in a robotic way, but e- freely. They, they were free, but somehow God is moving through their minds and their hearts as they're writing, so that these are really truly what he wants them to write, and not merely what they as as human beings um, are trying to write, so that's an important principle to keep in mind. And those two fundamental principles become the basis for um, the other the other keys by which the church and which the key church invites us to use as as we seek to unlock and 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 dive into and better interpret sacred scripture and discover its meaning. So, starting with. Um, the idea of the human authors, what I just want to do, we have a few minutes left in this episode, is just start, and we'll continue this in another episode in the future, just start to unpack that whole idea of human authorship and that what what that entails and and how we can uh, better understand what it is that they truly wanted to affirm, to use the language um, of the catechism and of the church. So this is paragraph 110 uh, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Which reads, in order to discover the sacred author's intention, the reader must take into account the conditions of their time and culture, the literary genres in use at that time, and the modes of feeling, speaking, and narrating, then current. And then we get a quote from uh, the Second Vatican Council. For the fact is that truth is differently presented and expressed in the various types of historical writing, in prophetical and poetical texts, and in other forms of literary expression. I want to go back to the first sentence then, Um, not the quote from Vatican II, but the language of the catechism itself. In order to discover the sacred author's intention, the reader must take into account the conditions of their time and culture, the literary genres in use at that time, and the modes of feeling, speaking, and narrating, then current. So I want to focus here, um, just as we, in, in the time we have left, we start to unpack um, this, this article 110 and this first key principle, being attentive to the human author's intention. The idea of literary genre. Um, I want to start there. Liter- the literary genre was in use at that time. So again, the Bible is, is, uh, is, is a collection of 73 different books. Uh, and, and they comprise a variety of literary genres. Genres are just type of di- different styles or ways of writing to communicate different things. So you can have legal writing, you can have historical writing, you can have poetic writing, uh, proverbial writing, all those different ways of, of, of writing that we even might use today. So poetry obviously is still written. Poetry is very metaphorical, right? Symbolic. Um, obviously we still write history today. So history, especially the way that we write it, tends to be very literal, very chronologically ordered and structured and so on. What, what the church is saying is that if we want to understand uh, the Bible, we need to understand the human author's intentions. And in order to do that, we have to take into account the literary, literary genres that they were employing. So um, are they speaking, or a particular book of the Bible... Um, we have to pay attention. What kind of what kind of uh, literary genre is this? So the Psalms, for instance, um, are oftentimes very poetic. Typically poetic. They're hymns. Um, most hymns are poetry set to song. So we have to, with the Psalms, we have to read them as poetry. Um, so to use one example, um, one of the Psalms is well-known, says, the Lord is my shepherd, there's nothing I shall want. Well, we, we, we understand that that's a metaphor, that God literally does it, isn't walking around in, in a field, a pasture somewhere with a bunch of sheep. Uh, that's a, it's an image, it's a metaphor for how God cares for us, um, guides us, guards us, protects us, uh, as his people, the same way that a that, uh, shepherd cares for, guides, guards, and protects um, the, his flock of actual sheep. It's not an affirmation that God is literally um, a shepherd. It's, it's a symbol. It's a metaphor communicating something about uh, what, what God is doing um, and how he cares for and is concerned for his people. Um, certainly his people Israel at that time, but we would extend that and to say to all of, um, his followers today. And ultimately his desire of course, is for that to be with all of his people. So that's just an example of, of, um, how in the Psalms we find one particular literary genre. Uh, there are other parts of the Bible that are more historical. The Gospels are historical writing. They're, we take there what's said um, by and large as a whole as historical. So it's just a little bit of a foretaste into genre. Again, we'll we'll I'll continue this in a future episode of Ignition um, and and explain explain more, unpack more how the Church invites us to read Scripture. But this gives you a little bit of a, of, a, of a start at least, and that will wrap up with, wrap up this episode. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on media and then audio files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition podcast in the iTunes store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.